ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground with Kevin Ward and Brian Sullivan. Welcome to Golf Underground on ESPN Radio. Here we are um, broadcasting live from the uh, WGC Dell uh, Golf Tournament. We are honored today to be sitting with the head golf professional at the Austin Country Club, Dale Morgan is joining us in the underground. So, uh, Dale, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, great. So uh, you're pretty pumped about this week? Oh, it's a great week. You know, we look forward to this every year. It, it, it seems like uh, a year goes by so fast uh, when you have an event like this. It seems like yesterday we were doing this already. But uh, we're always excited to do it, excited to have the players here, excited to have a great field here this year. Yeah, yeah, well, no, no doubt. I mean, you know, we just walked in past the uh, – the driving range and then the big names are already starting to pipe in huh they are they are everybody's coming in you know one of the great things about a world golf championship you get the top 64 players i think we went to 66 this year uh, i think uh, ricky fowler and adam scott aren't going to be here but outside of that you know we've got everyone else uh, number one player in the world's here uh and it's uh, always great to have a guy named Tiger Woods show up. So yeah, it's going to be a great event. Isn't that's that awesome. That's awesome. Well, we're coming. We're coming to you from Dale's office here at Austin Country Club. So much history. Um, but first, I thought we'd just kind of cover you and your background. Clearly, you're an Aggie here in, uh, in Longhorn Country. So fill us in a little bit of, on your golfing, your upbringing, and kind of how you landed here. That's awesome. Well, we, you know. I do kind of try to keep that somewhat quiet. They know. Well, we're Jayhawks. You know, you know how that is. All of us who aren't Lowhorns, you know, we kind of have to figure out a way to fit in. But uh, you know, it's been it's been an awesome ride here. But uh, yeah, I started. You know, I got in the golf business uh, really right out of college. Uh, I thought I wanted to be a superintendent, and uh, all of a sudden, I decided. Uh, Playing was more fun than riding a tractor. Yeah, right. so, uh, I thought, man, you know what? I think I want to do this for a living. So I uh, got in the business in 1980, I guess, and I've been doing it ever since. Uh, this is uh, my fourth club that I've been at, fourth golf facility that I've been at. Uh, they've all been fantastic. Started out a municipal golf course, and went to work for a corporation for a while, moved down, went to work for the Japanese. They owned a golf course. Uh, called Lago Vista that's not far from here. Uh -huh. I was there for yeah. a little while, then I went over to River Place. Yeah. Uh, River Place was a cool spot. Uh, I met Tom Kite. Tom Kite came in to redesign the golf course. Spent about a year and a half of, with him in the mud uh, out there trying to make that place uh, playable, and uh, and then was just fortunate enough to uh, to land this job. Uh, started here and really started in December 95, but uh, January 96 is really kind of when I took over. Wow, wow. So, so, so you're... Uh... One of your assistants, Eric Wright, we talked to him briefly last night, and uh, one thing he talked about was just he, he gave you some great props, said you're the best boss he's ever worked for. <laughs> um, and, and again, you know, uh, so speak a little bit about the family and the culture here at Austin Country Club and, and kind of what that means. Well, it's a pretty unique place. Uh, I'm the third PGA professional uh, at this club, and uh, unfortunately we lost our second one uh, two days ago. Yeah, and, yeah we uh, had That's that. unfortunate, and Tinsley Pennick. Tinsley was a wonderful guy, and he was the guy that I kind of followed in, and of course we lost Harvey back in, in 95 of April, and uh, you know, it's uh, the culture here is pretty unique in the fact that, uh, number one, when I think about it, that I'm only the third guy since 1923, the club was founded in 1899. That was before the PGA of America was even founded in 1916. So there weren't a lot of pros prior right. to that time. And, uh, you know, when you have somebody like Harvey that got the kickoff to about 53 years of service to this club, wow. uh, he kind of set the bar pretty high for his son, Tinsley, and myself. And right. So that part of the culture is, is very unique. Uh, 
since I've been here, you know, one of the things I've tried to do is, is you know, my, my passion is, is training young people and trying to turn them out into the industry the best I can. Uh, yeah. Very fortunate. I just, just got uh, my last senior assistant, Greg Slauson, is now the head pro over at the Foothills. He just took over uh, about a month ago, and uh, I'm so happy that he got to stay in town, and he's close. Yeah. Um, and I've, you know, I've been fortunate to have a lot of great assistants throughout the years. Y'all just saw one of them out there on the porch, I think, when we walked in. Today. Oh, yeah. uh, get to see a lot of them. This is kind of a reunion uh -huh. time. They all come out. You're like coach. You're like term. the old football coach. Yeah, it's kind of fun. You know, it, it, you know, it's one of the things that goes with age. You know, as you yeah. get older, you get more and more of these young people. But uh, the culture of the club is, as you know, we're very loyal here. The membership's very loyal to to the staff, the people that work here, and. You know, it's a great. It's been a great experience for me. I've been so fortunate and blessed to, to have been, you know, spent almost twenty four years. I bet. I yeah. bet. So, so uh, take us back to your relationship with uh, with Harvey. Okay. What, what an honor uh, that must have been. It was. You know, I, I I didn't get to spend a lot of time with Harvey because I didn't get here until until after really he passed away. Yeah. But I was in town for probably eight years before he passed away. I was here when he when he put out the Little Red Book. Little Red Book came out in 1992, mm -hmm. so that was a big, that was a big time, mm -hmm. uh, especially for this club and for Harvey and his son Tinsley. Uh, and and, my, and the uh, you know the memories that I have with him mainly are a couple of different memories. One, my first memory of him was amazing, which was when I first got involved with uh, the PGA, uh, with the Southern Texas PGA. I was an annual meeting coordinator. And we had our, at the time it was called the Stouffer Hotel, so we us now, but we had our annual meeting down there. And Harvey was giving the, uh, he was given the Dick Forrester Award. And at that time, Harvey was already in a wheelchair. Yeah. So uh, that was my first actual opportunity to meet Harvey was that night. And, you know, of course, at that time, I had no, you know, yeah. I had no clue where I was going to end up or what I, as far as I knew, I was going to be right yeah. where I was. You weren't an attractor, though. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's kind of a weird deal, you know. Now that I look back at it, I think, well, that's kind of weird, uh -huh. you know. But uh, he was such a gracious and humble man. I mean, I can't, people ask me to describe him all the time, and I, and I say it's just so hard because he was, he was so humble and so giving to everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, it didn't matter if you were a member of this club or, or you just love the game of golf, or you just love sports in general. He was that kind of guy. You yeah, know, yeah. He was a guy that would always talk to you, always had time for you, and, um, and he was a great role model. He was a great role model just from the outside looking in at, at what I saw that he was doing here at, at Austin Country Club. What do you think made him such a great coach? You know, I mean, boy, the names that he, he inspired, and, and I guess two things. What made him a great coach, um, and how did he use humility to actually make these players better. That's a great question, and, and I think you hit the you hit the nail on the head when you on the head when you said great coach. You know, Harvey. A lot of people think Harvey was a teacher, and he was a teacher and a great teacher. But he was even a better coach. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between coaching and teaching. You know, yeah, absolutely. and and I think I think Harvey was so ahead of his time from the standpoint of. Golf, uh, golf, you know, golf psychology and, and, and the, the essence of playing the game and, and how he could take his teaching and turn that in from the driving range out to the golf course. Of course, he had two great students in Tom Kite and Ben Crenshaw. Yeah. Those are just two of sure. many, many, many great students that he had and great you know, professional players that he had. But in Tom and Ben, they were, they were a great mix for him because they were so different. Right. And you had one who was very fill-oriented, and you had one who was very analytical and, <laughs> and very driven to 
hit as many balls as he could to, to learn how to be competitive and repetition and all those things. Which one was which? Well, Ben was definitely the the kind of what I would I guess I would consider Ben the guy that was a little bit more of a feel player. You know, he loved to play the game. Yeah. Tom loved to get better at the game, and Tom I think loved that the was grind. the difference. Yeah. He's a grinder. Yeah. You know, he'll. He'll still come out here at 69 years old and, and hit balls for four hours. Really? I mean, there is no question about it. I mean, he is just as driven today as he was in 1972 when he started on the tour. Yes. And that's amazing to me. Well, yeah, I had, the, I had the honor to um, to work with Chuck Cook for several years, you know, a, a decade. And uh, I saw I saw the work ethic that Tom had back 10, 10 years ago or so, and he was still working hard training, doing all of that. And so I, I just think it – Speaks volumes for his not only his, his passion and love for the game, but but also the work ethic. And I think one thing that's cool about Harvey is also you know he's he's inspired guys like Chuck Cook and, and great instructors that have really really taken the game to the next level and also had uh, some some pretty darn good students. Well, well what I love about it is he started as a caddy, like no a regular guy, yep. right? Yeah. See, see, these are the the good golfers of the threesome. <laughs> You know, I'm the double-digit, eye-patch-wearing caddy type. Right? So there's still hope for you there's yet? There's still hope for me. We're working. Right. We're working. Right, right. You see, so, he worked so his way it, out of the Is it true that Harvey would never take more than $20 for a lesson from the members? Never, never would take more than $20 for a lesson from any member. Who knows how many lessons he gave that he never charged. Uh, you know, for, for Harvey, it was not about the money. I mean, he, he wasn't in the business for money. I mean, he was in the business for pleasure. What he liked to see was he liked to see good results. He liked mm -hmm. to see students. He liked he he loved to see that that man or woman hit that ball in the air for the first time. Really? He got as mm -hmm. much joy out of that as he saw Tom Kite winning the night to the U.S. Open or Ben Crenshaw winning the Masters. Wow. I mean, it was just as much enjoyment for him to have that. Yeah. And his simplistic approach was really really good to golf, and and I think that's why he's still today. Uh, we use his philosophies and his and his thoughts and his processes. You know, we swing the bucket, we hit it under a bench. We still really? do all the things here today that we did, that he did back when he was teaching uh, over on Riverside Drive and, and even over here when we moved out here. Wow. That's I awesome. had an opportunity a couple years ago to spend some time with Dow Finsterwald. The, mm -hmm. uh, he was a head pro for 50 years mm -hmm. at the Broadmoor. Mm -hmm. And he seemed to come from that same era that Harvey did where a lot of the top players on tour were also head golf professionals at their hometown club. Mm -hmm. That kind of interaction with um, a golf membership and a club mm -hmm. and a pro shop and all those things, how do you think that allows the really good player that's also a pro to, to kind of stay grounded and connected to golf at, at that kind of basic level? Well, I think I think what tends to happen is is for a lot of guys like, especially like Ben and Tom, and I don't think there are two more grounded people than those two guys are, especially for for where they grew up. And and I and I think again, um, I think who teaches them and the foundation that, that that they build allows those players to stay grounded. I think in today's world, you know, it's a little different world today sure. than it was back <laughs> when Tom and Ben were were playing on yeah. the tour and social media wasn't so big and. And and there and you know we all know everything was a lot different there and I think I think the athletes of the day those guys that are trying to you know trying to be the next tour star uh, I think the hard part for them is learning how to adjust the difference and changes in the way of life that they have yeah. but Tom and Ben are as grounded as they could be they both have phenomenal families that I helps think that's I think that's a key sure you know your mom and dad and your family that that, that raised you you know have a lot to do with how you turn out and. 
and uh, both of them have wonderful parents. Yeah. Is there still room for humility in the game? Oh yeah, I think uh, I think it's maybe it's a little harder for the for the new generation of player to accept it, uh, especially when you have early success. Uh, the earlier successes in this game, uh, the more you're going to have to probably learn what that humility is going to be like. Yeah. We know this is a difficult game, and you know every day gets a little bit harder, and you have to stay on top of it. And, and when you have instant success, and then all of a sudden you begin to lose that success to some point in time, uh, you got to know about what humility is all about. Yeah. Well, one of the cool stories, you know, we were doing our homework, uh, researching to visit with you today. Um, there was a story of, of uh, Tom Kite when he was going on a run, and he was. He was playing really well, and um, and Harvey said, I'm proud of you, but I'm hearing some things out there that you're not being a real nice guy. And Tom Kite said that was like a two-by-four was hitting the back of his head. He said, that that, that blew me away, right? Yeah. And can you imagine that, right, where, where you really you start killing it, but then you're grounded by a coach. Yeah. And and isn't boy isn't there more value in that than than teaching a guy how to I don't, I don't strike a golf any, ball? And I, and I think there's a lot of that that value that's still there. I think a lot of these people don't realize the relationship that these players have with their coaches. And mm. and you know they didn't want to disappoint Harvey. And and Harvey was a father figure to them. And mm. they'll tell you he was a father figure to them. He was he taught them a lot about golf, but he taught them more about life. Yeah. And. I think that relationship that those two gentlemen had with Harvey, you know, never stopped till the day he passed away. Yeah. And I mean, I think in just the, the fact that what happened to Ben in that situation, I can remember being at that funeral and seeing Tom and Ben as pallbearers. Yeah. And here we are the week of the Masters. Wow. And for Ben to go back at that point in time and, and win that tournament, um, you know, that's, that's some strong forces that oh, helped him do that. that was a, wasn't that amazing? And, and Harvey Harvey had that effect on a lot of people, not not just those two guys. He had effect on you know, a lot of our members and, and those people. Too. So do you see Ben and Tom kind of paying it forward the way Harvey mentored them? Do you see them having that kind of impact on maybe some of the guys that are out here this week? I don't think there's any question about it. I, I, you know, I think that's, I think all those guys take care of themselves. You know, they take care of each other. Um, you know, it's a it's a probably a strong fraternity of guys that are out there playing on the PGA Tour. And I think when Maybe when one of them steps out of line or maybe crosses crosses the rope just a little bit, uh, you know, some of the older guys who've been down that road before are going to be the first to pick up the phone or maybe even shoot them a text and yeah. say, hey, you know, you might want to kind of yeah. calm down a little bit and think yeah. about what you're doing. And we're all out here. We're entertainers. That's one of the things we are. Sure. We're, we're, inter we're, we're, here to, we're here to put on some entertainment. We want to make sure it's the right entertainment that yeah. we're putting it on. So, yeah, I think they, I think they both uh, pay it forward. And... and there's hardly ever a conversation when I don't talk to either one of those guys where Harvey's not proud of him. That's wow. awesome. Which is pretty amazing. Well, speaking of entertainment, when we come back, we're going to dive in a little bit more of what the golf course has in store for us this week what, um, and kind of who's going to favor and, and kind of the insight from Dale. So, again, this is uh, ESPN Radio brought to you by Mariner Wealth, and we'll be right back. This is Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, 94.5 FM. Hey guys, it's Frank Bowl. You've heard me talk about the Freedom Loan from A1 Mortgage, and you've heard current Freedom Loan customers explain how they've cut their mortgages in half. Unlike conventional loans that pay mostly interest and little principal, the Freedom Loan works just the opposite. It pays mostly principal, thus cutting out thousands in interest and years of payments. This is why people with a Freedom Loan are able to pay off their homes in less than 10 years. Here's the part that blows everyone away. 
you don't have to change your spending habits. That's right. Without spending a dollar more than you do now, you can be on your way to paying off your home in half the time and being debt-free. Call A1 Mortgage today and pay no out-of-pocket closing costs and have your loan closed in about a week. A1 Mortgage, 816-822-8888, 816-822-8888, or apply online at myA1Mortgage.com. A1 Mortgage Group, LLC, a Kansas licensed mortgage company, license number MC00-1649, Missouri license 16-1556, and almost number 268370. Terms and conditions apply subject to change without notice. Do you have retirement dreams about perfecting your swing and spending your time on the green? Or maybe you have a bucket list of golf courses you'd like to travel to. Whatever your financial goals are, Mariner Wealth Advisors is your advocate. We take the same care in understanding where you stand today as we do in understanding where you want to be in the future. Then, we help you set a personalized plan to help you achieve your long-term vision. Contact Mariner Wealth Advisors today to start your financial planning journey. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location near you. Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. Hey, Brian Sullivan here, and I've got a tip for you. You've got to head to Unforked. It's an amazing restaurant. What I like about these guys is they promise to buy and support seasonal local ingredients first. And I love the fact that they source from smaller, family, GAP-certified, or organic farms, prime-going regions, artisan producers. All I'm getting at is, if you like fresh stuff, Unforked is the place to be. And like they say, fork or no fork, you can be sure you're getting the highest quality, socially responsible ingredients possible. And not to mention, it's delicious. So whether you're out south or downtown, stop by Unforked for a delicious and healthy meal. Sheridan's Unforked. Honest, clean food. The Kansas City Auto Show returns to Bartle Hall March 6th through the 10th. New cars are safer, more stylish, and more efficient. The automotive future is here today. It's your opportunity to see the latest technologies in new cars, trucks, crossovers, and SUVs from the best manufacturers at the Kansas City Auto Show. See all your favorite cars in one place at one time under one roof. Bring the family, experience ride and drives, taste local foods at KC's Best Food Trucks, and let the kids play at Kids Corner at the Kansas City Auto Show, March 6th through 10th at Bartle Hall. And we've made it easier for you to get here with free parking and shuttle service from the Liberty Parking Lot in the West Bottoms. Get dropped off and picked up at the Auto Show's front door. For special offers and more information, visit kcautoshow.com. The future is on display at Bartle Hall. Come see it at the 2019 Kansas City Auto Show, March 6th through 10th. Don't miss it. Hi, this is Brian Sullivan, co-host of Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City. Hey, when I'm not bringing my fantastic double-digit handicap to the course, my company, Precise Selling, works with companies to create sales champions. Hey, the best golfers get to the top by having a swing process and a game plan from the time they step on the first tee to the time they finish their putt on 18. Now, at Precise Selling, we teach salespeople how to prepare for each sales call. We give them a process to steal customers from their biggest competitor, sell more to current customers, and negotiate like a pro. So come see me at PreciseSelling.com to learn how we can help turn your team into a team of top sales performers.
Okay, welcome back to Golf Underground on ESPN Radio. We are with Dale Morgan, head golf professional of the Austin Country Club, coming to you live. The W Golf uh, World Golf Championship, the, uh, the the Dell Tournament down here is just fantastic. We're all fired up. Course looks beautiful. I'm telling you, we walked in here, and I'm starting to get the chills. You talking about Harvey Penick? You're quite of a handsome fella yourself. This is, I mean, this is unbelievable. I'm, I'm pumped. So, um, so uh, let me ask you, how, how do you prepare for all of this? And I, first of all, I'm amazed that you're giving us time to do this. Oh, yeah, thanks for the time. Uh, really, it's really unbelievable. There's all these people coming in, and, and there's bigger fish than us, really. Well, uh, yeah, well. not many. <laughs> right? I didn't think there was anybody bigger than that. <laughs> I am, man. I'm man. Until you saw Sully's eye patch. <laughs> but how do you keep your cool with all of this? Well, you know, uh, I think a couple of things. One, you know, we're our job is to is to be the support staff for the PGA Tour. we got a great group of people, and Jordan Uplager and his team, I mean, they do a phenomenal job. I can't say enough about the job that they do. Second, I've got one of the best superintendents in the country. He knows what he's doing. Um, you know, to be able to, to be able to to, to juggle a World Golf Championship this time of year when your when your grass is in transition uh. and we have a large membership here we do well over thirty thousand rounds of golf a year at this club wow, wow and to be able to juggle all of that from an agronomic standpoint mm. uh, you know makes my job seem really easy um, and then of course I have a great staff around me a lot of good assistants and uh, that uh, really help kind of keep me going in the right direction but. Uh, you put all that team together, and it, you know, it's like any other big event you do. You know, you're, you're, you're well, it's well thought out, well planned. Uh, we just worry about Mother Nature. She's sure. the only one that we don't know what's going to happen with. But as long as she cooperates with us, then usually we're in, uh, we're in pretty good shape. Put on a nice show. How many phone calls have you taken from members trying to see if they can sneak out on the first tee time? <laughs> I had a, you know, that's funny. You, you know, you laugh about that. I was sitting over at Jack Allen's having dinner last night, and I get this email from a from a buddy of mine, and he goes, "Hey, I just want to I just want to thank you for allowing my wife Rose and I to come out tomorrow and hit some balls on the range. It's so no. nice of you to do that." I'm I'm sitting there going, "Really? You was know, he serious? Things I'm going to be getting. What are you talking about? You know, so you never know what's going to get thrown at you in these things." So so let's dive into the course setup a little bit. Tell the listeners um, a little bit of what the I know they switched to nine. And yeah. there's some great holes. Walk through some of the some of your holes and kind of what the viewer is going to see this week. Fantastic. You know, I guess we're we're very blessed. Number one, to have a great golf course. You know, it's a Pete Dye golf course. Uh, we moved out here in 1984. Pete did a phenomenal job. Uh, you know, one of the dip, most difficult parts of this golf course are the greens. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the players will even tell you. It's funny. I had a caddy yesterday. I said, "Well, how'd it go out there?" And he said, "Well, he said, you know what." I can tell you one thing. I'm glad we're playing match play and not stroke play. And, and the funny part about that, you don't think about that because it's not a super long golf course. Mm-hmm. Golf course only play about 7,100 for these guys. Um, but but there's danger lurking on every hole. Yeah. And uh, we did switch nines. Uh, our members play the routing a little bit different. Uh, they play the routing the way Pete designed it to be. Uh, the tour really likes to, the other side because a lot of our risk-reward holes, which are super for match play, mm-hmm. uh, come on what we would consider our front side, what they would consider their back side. Mm-hmm. So really 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14 all have water. Every yeah. one of them have water that comes into play. They like that part of it because uh, they know if the shot gets a little air, gets a bad kick off one of the mounds, uh, you know, then it's going to make it exciting for match play. 13 is probably the one of the keyholes out here because 
One, it's the entryway, main entryway to for all the spectators to get on the golf course, which is amazing. We've got a floating barge that people walk in out of the from really? the main entrance to get into the golf course. They come right across 13 T, wow. uh, which is amazing. Uh, and then it's a it's a drivable par four for those guys. They can a lot of those guys can hit three wood on the yeah, green. That's fun. Uh, Michael Dale's uh, hospitality is directly behind that green. A lot of those guys will bomb a driver and bounce it off of it. Uh, but unfortunately for the player, if they haven't played here for a while, they'll realize that the green slopes back to front. Oh. There's water in the front of it, and the green speeds will be rolling somewhere between 11 and a half and 12 wow. uh, when they tee off on Wednesday. So uh, it can be a very treacherous, uh, treacherous shot. But, but big hitters have had success here recently. They have. Right? So, three, so how is all that? All three of our champions are bombers. bombers. Yeah. Uh, Jason Day in year one, you know, Jason was driving the ball. I think his average was somewhere over 315 uh, for the week when he was out here. Uh, then we had, of course, then we had Dustin Johnson. And Dustin Johnson and John Rahm, John Rahm got, into a, got into a battle, took it all the way to 18. Yeah. John Rahm actually drove it over our, uh, our 18th hole, drove it over the green. Yeah. Little did he know, and once again, back to front slope. Pin was cut front, and uh, he left it up on top, and of course couldn't make the putt. You know what? I, it, that's the caddy's fault. Yeah. On behalf of all caddies, um, you know. No def, no def. Give no me def the guys. You, got, you know his name? Maybe I'll talk to him before the, the match today. I mean. So, so if you could, if you could single out one hole, what's your favorite hole, or maybe stretch of holes? Because I kind of view this yeah. as a course. I've played it several times where you got like a pocket of three that are just fantastic. I think so. I, I think we start off one, two, and three uh, for those guys. Okay. It's our 10, 11, and 12 for our membership, but they're 1, 2, and 3, and they're very difficult holes. Uh, I always call it kind of Pete's Peril. You know, it's our amen corner mm. uh, here at Austin Country Club. So to me, that's the front nine that's, uh, or the back, their front nine that's very difficult. Their back nine, that, in, in my opinion, that's difficult is probably 12, 13, and 14. 12 being a par 5, you would think it'd be pretty easy. Uh, those guys can bomb it down there. They're hitting a short iron, but, you know, it's a, it's a half island green. So uh, water lurking to the left, uh, everything gets a little complicated down there when the wind starts blowing. It's yeah. the flatter, we call it the lowlands of the golf course, but, uh, but there's a lot of wind, and, and you know how we can get wind around here. Of course, I'm looking outside right now, and it's dead calm. Uh, <laughs> so are you. If we do Stealth. get some wind, uh, then this golf course can play, play very, very hard, and those stretch of holes front and back can be very difficult. Do, do you think these guys approach the match play any different? I think so. I, I know they, from what I've learned over the last three years, um, what I've seen, the, the habits of these guys are a little bit different when they play match play. They don't, they don't quite practice as much uh, really? during this as they do at a regular tour event. Um, we, had a, we had about 12 or 13 out yesterday that were beating some golf balls. Probably those guys were the ones looking to, you got to fine tune yeah. things a little uh -huh. bit. Uh, but a lot of, I think what, what I see a lot of is, this is a difficult golf, a difficult, difficult golf tournament for them because they got to play seven matches to win this thing. That's right. a lot of golf, yes. especially if those matches are going 18 holes. Right. And so I think they pace themselves a little differently here. I, I think when they come in, they they have two practice rounds. They have no pro am, which is very different mm -hmm. than yep. the event that they're at. So they have two two days of practice, so they can practice on Monday and practice on Tuesday. So I think it gives them a lot of options there. Um, and I, I think you'll see a lot of nine-hole matches. They'll come out and play nine-hole practice round, you know, yeah. just kind of get the feel of the golf course, feel yeah. the speed of the greens, uh, and then maybe hit a few balls, hit a few putts, and then they'll head back yeah. to their houses, their hotel, or whatever. Yeah, and talking to a few players, I think that heading into such a busy stretch and with this condensed season, you know, all of a sudden now you these guys are playing a lot of golf. we got a major around the corner. Right. So 
I think you're right. I think the nine hole practice rounds and just kind of getting their body to work in and yeah. getting some rest is, is kind of the key. And then and then tonight they can see who they uh, who they're going to face up in, in their in their pods. So should do you see anything different um, in terms of course setup? Obviously they're going to speed up the greens. What else are they doing in terms of that? Uh, you know, really, really not a lot. I mean, I, I think I think in every tour event, one of the things that that people may or may not understand about golf courses and speed is that speed comes really from drying out the golf course in most cases. Most people think they just cut everything lower. Uh, most of the heights are the same, but they dry the golf courses out to create a little bit more speed and a little bit more movement for the golf ball. And so, you know, I don't, the first year there was, I think we maybe did a little rolling the fairways and got the fair, I think the fairways were rolling about a nine, which is. Oh boy. No pretty, wonder Jay Day was at me, yeah, averaging 315. It, 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 no wonder. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm yeah. like, I want to play this golf course when they're running yeah. a nine. I'm going to feel a lot better about what I'm doing. Like, but, no uh, and I think in year two and, and this year and, and uh, you know, going forward, I, I think they've realized they don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I, you know, outside of that, uh, they're not, they're not really changing anything. I mean, they're, they're pretty happy with the way things are. Pete's got enough undulation in these greens. Sure. When you get them over ten and a half, which is kind of yeah. what our comfortable speed uh -huh. is for our membership, you get them over ten and a half, you get a little bit of wind. Uh, you can cross some major havoc. Out Will there. you keep them at ten and a half? We try to week? keep them ten and a half most of the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, during transition and things like that, we can't. But, but that's kind of our target speed. So I think the lesson learned for you, Sully, is you got to call back to Lock Lloyd back home, and you got to ask for them to roll the fairways so you can get your driving distance up. Like what, 218? 232. 232. 232. Yeah. I'm no longer going to be mocked with an eye patch and a double-digit handicap. Well, it's hard to All get right? any roll on your driver when it lands like a 9 on it. Well, it does. Down. It does. Listen, I can backspin that baby. And it's a 7.5-degree loft. Figure that one out. All right? Hey, so maybe, Coach, maybe you can help me with the the, uh, the dreaded flip, all right? So, oh, so, so the these flip. are my two coaches here, all right? And now what's great is you see it on video? My hands are going backwards. Oh. It's like this at impact, right? We've got to work on that angle. We've got to work on that angle. It's got to be different. Yeah. We're trying to work on that. Yeah. All right, well, listen, we're going to take a commercial break. We're having a great time with Dale Morgan, head golf professional at the Austin Country Club. Man, we are so pumped up for your tournament. And seeing what a great man you are, boy, it's, it's making it even better. So, so we are just honored to have you. Hey, by the way, the uh, Back Nine was brought to you by Cowell Insurance Solutions. So come on back. You're listening to ESPN Radio. You're listening to Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, 94.5 FM. Want to take your fandom to the next level? Xfinity is the place for the ultimate sports experience. Easily track multiple games at once with Xfinity X1. Find everything faster with the X1 voice remote. And stream even more on any screen with the Xfinity Stream app, so you never miss the action. Switch to Xfinity and experience sports like never before. Call 1-800-XFINITY, go to Xfinity.com, or visit an Xfinity store today. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service. Not available in all areas. Hey, Wardo, I'm so sick of my handicap rising, and every year I feel like I'm losing yardage. Do you have a solution for me? Of course I do. SwingFit is a goal-focused platform that is fitness-based, centered around getting your golf game better. SwingFit will help you become more biomechanically sound in the gym and on the golf course. From the golf perspective, what you're going to see is a series of movement patterns and drills in order to get you better and help you achieve your goals. You will be introduced to some exercise centered around increasing golf strength and club head speed. The team at SwingFit is TPI certified, which is the gold standard for those tour players you watch on Sundays. If you want to take the next steps to hitting the ball like them, call 913-269-1300 for more information. 
or go to thegulfstable.com. I can't get rid of water like I used to. It's embarrassing, but I leak, and I can't get rid of this musty smell. Ew. If your house could talk. My foundation was strong, but the stress weighed on me, and I cracked a lot. I'm literally a walking hazard. I'm not that old. When they told me I needed a lift here and there, well, I never. No one ever goes down there. Who knew there was mold spreading? Is your house trying to tell you something? Cracks in the drywall, uneven floors, musty smell. These can be signs of a sinking foundation, crawl space issues, or a leaky basement. Call Foundation Recovery Systems today for a free inspection at 800-521-3332. That's 800-521-3332. And take advantage of no payments and no interest until 2020. Some restrictions apply. Now I love the way I look. You can't even tell I had any work done. It's time to imagine more for your business with smarter financial workflow solutions from Central Bank. We offer a full set of tools and people to make your business run smoother. Cash management and card services, payroll solutions, and loans tailored for you. Central Bank has everything you need to manage more than just your money, so you can get back to imagining even bigger possibilities. To learn more, visit centralbank.net slash business. Central Bank. We do business better. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Are you ready to focus more on your golf game this year instead of enduring the process of building a brand new home? Look no further than BCI Bowen Custom Home. They will help you determine the best opportunity for you and your family given your current situation. Do I do a remodel? Do I build the dream house I've always wanted? Your next home might be waiting for you from the many specs and furnished models they have available in Southern Johnson County. Whether you're located in Shawnee or Leewood, Mike McCown and his award-winning team are interested in helping you determine what may be best for you and your family. Again, if you're looking to spend more time on the links and eliminate the stressors of the building remodel process, call BCI Bowen at 913-444-2369 or on the web at bcibowen.com. Stop in at Robert's Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC in the Northland before March 7th for your chance to win tickets to the tournament at Sprint Center. Robert's Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC was recently selected Best of the Northland for a reason. So go see why their customers say they just make it easy to buy a car at Robert's Robinson. Don't miss your chance to catch all the action at Sprint Center. Stop in and register today at Robert's Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC at 1501 Carney Road in Excelsior Springs or get more info online at robertsrobinson.com. All right, welcome back to Golf Underground on ESPN Radio. Um, if you've uh, listened to the previous segments, I've been mocked um, in both. And, um, but I'm with a good man here. Um, that would be uh, uh, Dale Morgan. He's the head golf professional here at the Austin Country Club. Let's go to the lesson tee, Sully. To the lesson tee. The lesson tee, which is what I need because of the flip. By the way, the lesson tee is brought to you by Midwest Golf Simulators. If you're a hack like me, go ahead and sell, uh, buy yourself a simulator, and you can watch the flip in 3D. So... Um, <laughs> So, Dale, again, thanks for having us. <laughs> it's great to have you guys. So not so much a technical golf instruction question, but it, I assume your membership's very proud to host an event like this. Is there any teachable moment when you walk into Men's Grill after hosting an event like this and you hear a member carrying on about how they would have played some shot differently than one of the world's greatest in just asking that man to... Maybe pump the brakes a little bit and give the benefit of the doubt to the to the world's best. 
Yeah, you know, I'm very careful about how I answer that question. <laughs> we all fancy ourselves yeah, better than I, the guy I, on yeah, TV, I, right? I, my first thought is usually not what I end up saying. So uh, what, I, what I'll do, what I'll do on that is think about it. Yeah. And Get back go, to us. Okay. All right. Here's what you know. Here's probably what he was thinking when he did that. You know, uh, outside of you know, he is the number four player in the world, right? He kind of probably has a good idea about how he plays the hole. You know, we're all experts. You know, that's one yeah. thing. That's one thing about golf, and especially uh, uh, a lot of our great members that play around the golf course and, and play a lot of golf here. You know, they, they do know how to get around this golf course, and they watch these guys play, and, and they're like, man, why in the world would you hit a driver there? when they can hit three wood as far as they can hit it, or they can hit a five iron as far as they can hit it. Well, one thing from, from where we come from, a different playing surface that I've noticed of watching golf and playing golf down here is shots around the green can make you look silly in a hurry trying to chip off this uh, tight and, and wire, more wiry grass than maybe we get back home. It's on a uh, tee for us back at home with Zoysia, so yeah. it makes us pretty, pretty spoiled back home. You know, one thing about it, yeah, that's a great point, and uh, something was mentioned about a flip or something a while ago. And, you know, unfortunately, when you've got the flip working and, that, and the hands get behind mm. the club face, mm. uh, you know, tight Bermuda grass lies aren't going to work real well. No. This is, hey, this is why you putt it. When in doubt, just putt it. Bring Fail. the putter out. That's usually what I tell my yeah. membership. Bring your putter out. Yeah, don't be just, proud. I don't care if you're 20 yards away. That's Get right. Get the putter out and put That's that right. thing up there. Sully so. thinks the bounce on his club is for bouncing into the middle of the golf ball. <laughs> so, so, Dale, so one thing, one thing uh, I know you, you're wearing a lot of roles here at the club, and one thing, obviously, as a golf professional, you're going to be doing some great instruction and quality instruction. Talk a little bit about your teaching principles and kind of your methods. And I know that I've, I've learned that you keep it pretty simple, but tell us a little bit more about how you teach. Well, you know, we're a, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in the basics, you know, basic fundamentals of golf. And, you know, Harvey, Harvey would never start a lesson without talking about the grip. I mean, the grip huh. was the first thing that he wanted to look at. And, one of the, and so I've kind of taken that same philosophy since I've been here and since I've been teaching. I learned a lot of that from Barbara Pewitt when I was teaching with her. Because Barbara taught with Harvey and, and grew up with Harvey, so she understands his philosophies. Harvey kept it simple, but he wanted to make sure that the fundamentals that everybody had, the grip, their posture, where their ball position was, all of those things were unique in the fact that he wanted to get those uh, as consistent as he possibly could with every student. And so, you know, one of the things, one of the first things we do when we take somebody up there is I look at his grip, I look at her grip, and I see if it's weak in the left hand or strong in the left hand, Harvey loved a strong grip. He wanted to see three knuckles on the left hand. Uh, so I kind of adopt the same philosophy. And, and, you know, of course, if I've got somebody that's got three knuckles showing and he's hitting everything dead left, yeah. you yeah. kind of know that you need to back yeah. off of it a little bit. But, but that's where we start. We start with the basics, you know, interview the student, find out what they're looking for so that we can kind of understand where we need to go from an instruction standpoint. And then we dive right into the fundamentals and we look at that grip and we look at the posture. You know, most people's posture is not very good mm -hmm. in golf. We find out if, they, if they're an athlete of any kind, if they've done any kind of sport. Or not. Or not. <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to be real honest with you guys. I've been teaching for a long time, and there's very few people, although there are some, that I have come across that had no athletic ability. Every once in a while, you sure. come across that one person that just, <laughs> unfortunately, when they were standing in that line, they did not get that one. They ran out before they got it. So, uh, you know, that's, one of, that's probably my main main thing when I start somebody in, in instruction. It doesn't matter whether they're a good player or a bad player. I always look at the grip first.
So in terms of technology and everything that it's advanced over the last 10 or 15 years, how much, obviously, a lot of the people you've learned from in terms of instruction didn't have those tools. How much of those tools, track, man, video, force plates, all that are you using? We use a lot. Uh, you know, Harvey, Harvey's probably staring at me up there a lot of times and going, what are you doing? You've changed. Uh, well, you have changed. Wait a minute. Uh, we probably use TrackMan more than anything. Uh, TrackMan's been one of the probably one of the greatest things ever invented for not just the player but but for the teacher. Um, I had to I had to learn how to use TrackMan. That was the most important thing. But uh, from a number standpoint, angle of attack standpoint, being able to communicate numbers to a to a student is has been phenomenal. Now I have some students that I never let them look at it. Yep. You know, a lot of the they really players. only most students really only want to know how far did I carry it and how far did I hit it. Mm -hmm. Do you have many students that don't want to look at it? Very few. <laughs> Even the ones that say they don't want to look at it yeah. want to look at it. You'll see them hit the ball, and I'll have the screen turned this way, and they'll come walking around. Uh -huh. and I'll go, hey, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> don't, don't be looking at that. Um, and I think I, I, I think probably TrackMan's helped me become a better teacher. And and why it's be helped me become a better teacher is that you know those numbers don't lie. And so uh, it, it reinforces what I what I see in a club face position, or it reinforces how they're taking the ball back, or how they're bringing the bringing the club back to, to the impact position. And so that's really, you know, I've really kind of jumped into that part of it and, and tried to use it as much as possible. But there again, as a teacher, you've got to know who who to give it to and who not to give it. I'm to. I'm not as sophisticated as you or or Wardo with with that kind of stuff. But the track man scares me in the fact that I know how OCD I am. <laughs> and if I open that can of worms, it's all I'll ever think about or worry about. And so I, it scares me, well, the, the track man numbers. And that's a good point. And, and so if you were coming to me for instruction in the interview process, that would probably be the thing that I would try to find out from you. I would find out, do I need to show you these numbers or do I really need to keep these numbers to myself? and try to use my instruction based on these numbers to get you better. And that, that's, that that's, that, that's that interview process that you really, everybody needs to go through before you start that level. You gotta tailor it to the person you you're teaching. You gotta tailor it to 100%. the person that you're talking to. Well, and, and in fact, on our drive down from Kansas City. Why did we drive? We drove because I have an air bubble in my eye and if we went above a thousand feet, um, my eye would have exploded on the back of your neck while you were driving. <laughs> Frankly, it might be an improvement. So, it's not a bad look. It's not a bad look, really. Um, some, you know, in fact, I was walking in and someone thought I was Matthew McConaughey. Um, a little shorter. You've been catching no, a lot of Congressman uh, Dan Crenshaw. Congressman Dan Crenshaw. Uh, hey, you know, you what, I tell you, you what, he's made this thing cool. He has made this. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, speaking of cool, his story is better than yours. <laughs> it is. I'm working on it. <laughs> All right, so, so but listen, speaking of cool, um, you get to, to, to meet a lot of the folks, right? A lot of the players. Sure. Who's one of the coolest? Like, who's someone you really, when they show up on here, you shake their hand and you're just really happy to see them? Well, you know, I'm very fortunate. Being fortunate enough to have been here and been around the University of Texas and a lot of the University of Texas players, you know, having, uh, having seen Jordan grow up and having seen Jordan play here, uh, it's always good to see him. He's such a, he's such a great young man. Uh, it's always good to see him every year. I look, see, I look forward to seeing him. Uh, I got to see him yesterday. He came out to hit some balls yesterday on the range, and, and uh, Michael wasn't with him. He was by himself, and, and so I got to you know go up on the range, watch him hit some shots, and, and just visit with him and talk to him. And, and uh, so Jordan's always, he's one of my favorites, so he's a great guy yeah. to talk to. Uh, I will tell you that uh, getting to know some of the European players has been phenomenal. Uh, those guys are all super nice guys. Yeah. I mean, they are so thankful to be here and be a part of, especially a World Golf Championship. You know, they're really, uh, 
uh, Eddie Pepperell's uh, getting to meet him and spend some time with him. Uh, he's an entertaining been, guy. He's an entertaining guy. <laughs> yeah. Dry. He came here and spent like four days prior to going to the Players' Championship. Really just kind of blended in, hit balls with the members, did some chipping and putting, really didn't spend a whole lot of time on the golf course, yeah. and then, you know, goes to goes to uh, Jacksonville and, you know, finishes tied for third, you know, shoots 14 yeah. under or whatever. I mean, you know, phenomenal talent, phenomenal yeah. talent. So, you know, uh, those European guys are pretty fun. Yeah. Fun well, they enjoy around. a nice paint. Oh, they do. They really <laughs> I mean, like that. Right. Any, listen, they you really want to like enjoy that. the game of golf, you, you got to have a pint or two. Exactly. And, and by the way, I think it's why they've been so successful at the Ryder Cup. They show up with a slight buzz the next day, and I think it loosens them up on, the, you know, on their up. first team. Well, that's probably a perfect segue, because guess where we're going next? We're going to go to the we're, 19th hole, my friend. All right, all right, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're having a great time with Dale Morgan. We're down at the... Uh, at the uh, WGC uh, Dell uh, uh, tournament, and we're just having a blast. So uh, come on back for the 19th hole. We're going to have a pint and another good time. You listen to Golf Underground on ESPN Radio. This is Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, 94.5 FM. Founded right here in Lenexa, Kansas, Good Sense has been doing things the right way since they began. They've mastered the craft of soft bread by preparing and baking their signature bread twice each and every day. They slice all their meats and cheeses by hand to make sure that your sandwich tastes fresh. They don't do these things because they're easy. They do them because it's what tastes best. And that's why sandwich lovers in Kansas City have chosen GoodSense for 30 years. You buy new clubs, you read golf magazines, you watch the Golf Academy, and you palm balls on the driving range until your hands bleed. But your score never changes. Well, a true golf simulator from Midwest Golf Simulators in Olathe, Kansas, is the answer. Play golf every day in the comfort of your own home. The easy-to-read instant feedback you get after every shot allows you to see what your swing flaws are, which allows you to make the adjustments you need to get your ball to go where you want it to go. So lower your scores and be the player you always thought you could be. Call Dave at Midwest Golf Simulators for more info or a demo at 913-915-4108. New golf clubs, a big-screen TV to watch the U.S. Open, or maybe even a new golf cart that I've got my eye on. No matter how you choose to spend the savings, if you're looking to put a dent in your monthly heating and cooling bills, the answer may be right over your head. If your attic isn't insulated properly, you're missing out on a prime opportunity to cut costs. Call the certified energy experts at Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 for a free estimate to learn how they can help you save money. Oh, heck, I'll buy the clubs, put them in my new golf cart, watch the U.S. Open on my big screen. After I play a round of golf. Better give Star Companies, Inc. a call today to start saving big. That's Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160, or visit StarCompaniesKC.com. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. You wouldn't select a driver when you're putting on the green, just like you wouldn't choose a putter to get out of a sand trap. When choosing a club, you want to make sure you have the right tool for the job, and the same goes for selecting a wealth advisor. At Mariner Wealth Advisors, we believe in putting the client first, always. This isn't just our motto, it's our way of doing business and part of our fiduciary standard. Navigating your unique journey takes a partner who is as committed to reaching your financial destination as you are. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location and an advisor near you and let us help you navigate your financial future. 
Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. Welcome back off Underground on ESPN Radio. You're with your boys, Sully Wardo and Jordo. Yo, Jordo. How you doing there, bud? I'm good. Glad to be here in Austin, Texas. Yes, you are. All right, listen, with Dale Morgan, head golf professional of the Austin Country Club, and um, and so, all right, are you ready for this? Dave? I'm ready. Let's this do is it. A high, this Rapid is fire questions. And these questions are designed to get you to say things that you otherwise wouldn't say and, and possibly regret. Um, all right, so Dale, um, who's your favorite to win the WGC Dell match play this week? I'm going to go with my buddy Jordan Spieth. Oh, I like it. Great pick. All right, here we go. The best amateur golfer that you've seen or played with? David Gossett. Oh, nice. all right. Um, the most impressive ball striker you have seen come through this club? Sergio Garcia. Ooh. If the clubhouse were to catch on fire and you can grab one item, <laughs> what would you grab other than your Texas A&M helmet over here? <laughs> my copy of my, my copy of my sign my signed copy of the Little Red Book. Awesome. Oh, how good is that? Well said. See, you, you, well you know said. what? You got the political side of this job down, too. All right. Okay. Hey, of, um, of all the stupid rule changes this year, which one drives you the most nuts? Oh, I love that one. <laughs> got to be dropping from the knee because I have never seen people that so, uh, it's so hard for them to, to find their knee. They it's a very unathletic knee. look. It is a very unathletic look. Yes, it is. Other than Austin Country Club, what's your favorite golf course in the country? Great question. Pebble Beach. Good answer. Pebble Beach. Love okay. that place. All right, Dale. Um, <laughs> what would happen if you found out that your club champion um, had purchased a set of irons at Golf Galaxy instead of from the uh, pro shop here behind me? Uh, you can do one of three things. I'm going to make this easy on you. Do you turn the other cheek? Like Harvey probably would. Uh, do you throw his bag in the lake? Or do you softly smile and secretly damage the clubs while back here in the storage shed? <laughs> How did those clubs get bent? I have no <laughs> idea. How those clubs get bent? And you know what? You didn't buy them from us, so how am I going to be able to help you take care of them? There's no warranty. Right? Golf Galaxy probably fixed the lie. <laughs> All right, a couple, couple more to go. A couple more to go. All right, what three people in the golfing industry or that love golf are a must for this show? Ooh, are a must for this show? And a lot of the names that are coming to your head, they're, we're, we already, we're, we're, they're already in our pipeline. They're already in your pipeline? <laughs> in short, we're looking for intros. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I got I to gotta think that, that, that you know, some of, my, some of my favorite people that, that should be listening in on this and should be part of this show, you know, would be people like Ed Clement, uh, people like uh, Ben Crenshaw, people like oh, yeah. uh, Tom Kite. Kite. Um, ah, people might... like, uh, let me see, who else could I throw in there? Uh, maybe Matthew McConaughey? Oh, yeah. Matthew God. would love oh. this show. Matthew would just love, love this show. show. That's right. That's, you know what? Great. I'm going to throw in another one that I, for, I would, I'm going to reach out to her is Barbara Pruitt. So, oh, yeah. yeah, she's she'd be a great woman to have Barbara, on this show. Barbara's my favorite. My favorite, she's for the sure. Best. All right, final and most important question. Okay. During a club-sanctioned events, would guys with eye patches be allowed to tee off from the ladies' tee? You know what I'm going to say? It depends on what side that eye patch is on. 
So we're going to look at it, and if it's the left eye or the right eye, we're going to make a, we're going to make a decision based on because I know that's exactly what my buddies and my friends at the USGA would do. They would go, well, it would depend on which side. Uh, that right side being your good eye is not going to help the flip. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, so so we're going to end it. We're going to end it with a favorite golf story you have, whether it's instructional, funny, you get a picket, maybe about a player that's come through here, putting you right on the spot to end this. Okay, favorite story. Well, I've got a lot of favorite stories out here, but I, you know, I guess probably uh, you know probably one of my one of my best stories is uh, when I first came here and. Uh, I had about 30 days to work with uh, with Tinsley Pinnock, who was Harvey's son, and who was who had you know already announced his retirement, and and uh, you gotta love it. It's got a funny story. So uh, where we're sitting today used to be our bag room, okay? So you have to kind of envision the bag room was back here, right? And so uh, I come in, and I've been here about two days, and I'm kind of walking around with Tinsley, and he's pointing things out to me, and. Man, he looks at me, and I can tell he's just kind of frustrated, and he's, you know, he says, hey, walk back here with me. I've got to show you something. He goes, you're going to have to figure out how to take care of this. And I said, okay, you know, what is it? So we go walking in the bag room, and he slides the bag, the bag storage unit back, and here in the middle of the floor is this freaking rat that's about <laughs> a foot long. That's just been, his head's been cut off, blood's away. Sorry, folks, don't want to be too graphic. Blood's everywhere, and he looks at me, and he goes, I keep telling our membership they got to take all the food out of the bag, out of the pockets of their bags, because the rats are coming in here and they're eating their bag, and I have to re- I have to buy them a new bag every time. So I said, oh, gosh, what did I get myself into? So as you can see, we don't have the bag room in here anymore, so we finally got it moved outside. But uh, that's one of the most funniest stories. I'm thinking, oh, gosh, what am I going to do now? That's, that's that, pretty good. That, when we that, named the show Golf Underground, we didn't know we were going to get rat stories. Exactly. <laughs> well, you've got it. You've got to instead of you got to focus on bending members. The member that uh, that bought the clubs from Golf Galaxy, you got to bend his clubs instead of dealing with the rat issue. So that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Stick the rat in his bag. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Dale. Again, thank you so much. This has been a blast. Oh, my yeah. pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for having Dale. me. It's always great to uh, to have the World Golf Championship and uh, and do this for the PGA Tour. It's a it's a it's a blast and a blessing for all of us. We're glad to have you. Yeah. Hope well, you and, and the PGA is a. Boy, they're blessed to have you uh, as, as leader at the helm uh, this week. So, hey, listen, we've had a great time with Dale Morgan, head golf professional at the Austin Country Club. We're, we're just we're having a blast. We've been honored to meet with him. And um, and so remember, today's show is brought to you by Mariner Wealth Advisors, helping you navigate your financial future. Visit them at MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to learn more. Hey, good show, show boys. What do you Fantastic. think? Fantastic. Huh? This was Glad worth the 10-hour drive. What this do you think? This was worth it. Worth it, <laughs> Patches. Oh, yeah. Right. Patches O'Sullivan. Yeah, thanks, you know, for the, thanks for the that's trip. Right. Dale, they will not let me drive that <laughs> minivan. Hey, we had a great time on the Golf Underground. We've got more coming from the Dell uh, Golf Tournament this week, and um, this is just the start of big things. So I um, hope you had a great time on Golf Underground. You can listen to ESPN Radio. I'm waking up to ash and dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust. I'm breathing in the chemicals.